Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, just recording my thoughts on Kentucky's home opener, the first win of the 2021-22 season. Kentucky defeated Robert Morris Friday night at Rep Arena 100-66. to uh, That would be, that's the first win of the season for Kentucky. Robert Morris falls to 0-2. Uh, Kentucky now 42-4 and four in home openers all-time at Rupp Arena. And John Calipari now a perfect 13-0. and That's the third win in this series. Kentucky's now 3-1, and 3-0 in games in Lexington when they play Robert Morris. But my biggest takeaway, and some people have asked me this since late last night, you know, what do you take out of that? Do you, do you take a lot from Kentucky winning 166 it's Robert, or 160? It's Robert Morris. But my takeaway is this. The veteran leadership that this team has – I think that it was encouraging to see them bounce back. And, and I don't want to say – and bounce back maybe isn't the right term because I don't think that what happened Tuesday night at Madison Square Garden really was a lot to bounce back from. Duke was the better team. Duke's physicality, Kentucky didn't have an answer for it. They lost that game. But in terms of bounce back, I just think that it's really encouraging to see them start well and end well in a game that – a lot of teams probably come in, man, we just lost to Duke at New York City. Here we are, we're playing Robert Morris. The, the crowd, at, I mean, they announced the attendance at 18,454. I don't know, like there were quite a few empty seats in that building last night. But I, I think that the veteran leadership showed. I think that they're, they're hungry to play basketball. And this isn't going to be a team that's just going to kind of live and die by a game. I think this is going to be a team that if they lose a game, they're going to quickly regroup and bounce back and get the next one and uh, prepared just to win. It's a, it's a long season. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I think that was my biggest takeaway, is that so many guys were able to kind of play well following that loss. Jacob Toppin's still out. Uh, he's out with an injury, uh, having an MRI on that shoulder, some more stuff going on there. C.J. Frederick, John Calipari set a hamstring. So they're, they're not healthy, but they had those guys step up, and Damian Collins is one of those guys that played very well. He didn't play but maybe just a minute or two in the game against Duke at Madison Square Garden. He bounces back last night, and let's see here how many minutes he played. He played 20 minutes and 57 seconds. He was 7 of 8 from the field. A really good night for him. You, you saw some of the spark and some of the athleticism and the hype and the potential that he has. It's just all about getting him minutes, and John Calipari said it after the game last night. He has to play. And I agree with that. He, I think that that's a guy that they need to get going, that, that needs to make an impact on the game. That, that length and that athleticism, it affects the game in so many ways. It's something that not a lot of guys on this roster can do. They, they can't affect the game the way he does. You, you see him grabbing rebounds, though. I know he had two rebounds last night where he couldn't hold his feet and he falls and I think turned the ball over on both of those plays. But he's, he's going hard for rebounds, just has to get stronger, but he has to just get more minutes. He has to play. And I think that that's, you're, going to, you're going to see something like that. Even if they get in a situation like against a team like Duke or someone else that the physicality is not there, you may just have to play because I think that that's what Kentucky's going to have to have is some of that defensive length and some of that presence down there uh, to kind of affect the game in, in that manner. Oscar Sheboy, unbelievable once again. I mean, you just you can't make these things up about how crazy it's been. When it comes to rebounding records, I think a lot of them are going to fall. This year at Kentucky, given the way that he rebounds the basketball, he goes after every single ball with both hands. Uh, he'll even fight his teammates for a rebound. And he comes down with probably 99.9% .9 of them. It's 40 rebounds through two games, 20 against Duke because they made a stat correction, and then 20 last night versus Robert Moore. So we're talking 40 rebounds total through two games. 
22 of those are on the offensive end. And in that stat, let me find it here. I'm, I'm sure you all have already seen this. Um, let's see here. So according to ESPN stats and info, his 22 offensive rebounds through two games is tied with Louisiana Tech's Paul Millsap for the most by an NCAA Division I player in any two-game span over the last 25 seasons. So think about that. What he's doing right now, it, it doesn't happen often. And that is a game changer for this team. It's a game changer offensively because as a team, you know, hey, if we shoot this thing and we miss it, we're getting a second opportunity. And now there's times where he gets an offensive rebound and his feet stop. And he looks like he does not know what to do with it, but he finds a way. He's so big. He's so strong. He's going to get Kentucky a ton of extra opportunities. And then on the flip side of that, if Kentucky can get to the point to where they can be an elite defensive team and they can use these guards, they can use Xavier Wheeler on the ball, they can get some of this communication figured out, some of these breakdowns figured out, you're going to hold teams to one shot and done when you've got a guy like Oscar down there grabbing as many rebounds as he does. That is just a game changer for your team defensively. And uh, I think that this team, if they can get to that point that they're an elite-level defensive team, then, man, when you got a guy back there cleaning up those misses as well, it makes you all the more elite. Uh, but 40 rebounds through two games, the most by a U.K. player to start a career. Just incredible. Back-to-back double-doubles. It's the 14th of his career, 14 points in addition to those 20 rebounds. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, he the, the Rupp Arena record here, so it's 20 rebounds tied for the most by a U.K. player in Rupp Arena history. Chris Mills had 20 versus Miami of Ohio in December of 1988. And Jared Prickett had 20 versus Arkansas in February of 94. The Rupp Arena record, by the way, is Shaquille O'Neal. He totaled 21 rebounds versus Kentucky in February of 1990. So that still stands today. The way Oscar's rebounding, probably in this non-conference schedule, uh, my guess is that that record will fall and he'll get to 21 or 22 rebounds at this point. I, I think a lot of people thought he was crazy when he said he wanted to average 20 rebounds. Through two games, he's averaging 20 rebounds. And uh, Robert Morris, head coach, was talking about that last night, that that seems high, but he could see him getting to 15. I'm not ruling it out right now because he's 20 for 20 in, uh, in both games. So a uh, very good start for him to the season. Kellen Grady had a great game last night. Led all scores with 19 points on 7-11 shooting, including four of six from behind the three-point line. That's a guy that I think Kentucky needs to get more shots for. Uh, it's it's incredible how good he is in the corner with that corner three. And, and a couple of them this season now, I know the one before the half against Duke, and then there was one last night where he's catching the ball and making a move off balance and still bearing it. Every shot that's left his hand through two regular season games in the exhibition schedule, I actually thought was going in the basket. And that's the mark of a good shooter. Uh, so 19 points from him. I think that that's going to be a guy that you're going to see Kentucky kind of scheme up and, and get some sets for and, and run some quick hitters and some action for on the offensive end of the floor just because he and then and Xavier Wheeler getting downhill and finding him in the corner. You've seen that happen multiple times already in this early part of the season. So you don't necessarily have to call things for Kellen Grady, but I think that it would be really wise for John Calipari to have some wrinkles in this offense to get him probably three or four or five looks a game just off of set action. And if he gets a shot, he gets it. If not, he could put it on the floor, maybe make some plays for someone else. Uh, I mentioned Xavier Wheeler. The stat of the night for me was that he dished out 12 assists, and it's a second straight game with double-figure uh, assists. So I think he – I can't remember the total he had in Madison Square Garden, maybe 10, I believe, but 12 assists last night. Through two games, his 22 assists, that's the best two-game total to start a U.K. career. But the key stat last night is not only did he have those 12 assists, but he had zero turnovers. 
And that's the biggest difference. And that might be what this season comes down to is if he takes care of the basketball, then Kentucky's going to be very, very good on the offensive end if they're not giving possessions away. So a great night by Xavier Wheeler. He didn't impact the game with his scoring, but he impacted it with his pushing the, the tempo and the pace that Kentucky plays with offensively. I just want to double check that. Check that. So uh, the official box score says 11 assists for Xavier Wheeler, but the UK game note says 12. So I'll double check that stat if you notice that being wrong or anything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But Davion Mintz is another guy that I want to talk about because we've talked a lot the last few weeks about what his role will be this season. And, you know, we've, we've talked on multiple platforms. We've talked on this podcast. You've, you've read about it. We've written about it. Uh, he's going to be this, to me, plug-and-play guy to where his minutes are kind of going to go one way. Maybe he'll play a ton of minutes one night. Maybe he plays 14, 15 another night, depending on how Tata's doing and some of these other guards. But he got the 20 minutes last night. And he had 13 points. I think uh, four made three-pointers in the second half. Four or five from three-point range. That is his role on this team for me, is that guy that comes in off the bench, can be a sniper in transition, puts so much pressure on you defensively when you got a guy like Kellen Grady running wide in transition. you got a point guard like Xavier Wheeler getting downhill. You've got a rim-running big in Oscar Sheboy that's going to dominate and acquire so much attention because of his physicality and his size cleaning up the offensive glass. That is where Davion Mintz comes into play for me is because if he can shoot the ball like that, and we saw it last year, we saw him get hot in SEC play. We saw him have those games where he would go three or four threes in a row against South Carolina. He is so good in transition at hitting that three. He's hitting that corner three. That is a thing Kentucky's offense is doing right now. You're seeing Kellen Grady, Davion Mintz, all these wings bury those corner threes which is more of that modern style of basketball that you're seeing being played now. And, and I think that that's a big thing for this team. And I think Davion Mintz is going to play that role perfectly coming off the bench, giving you some points, a shot maker. Kentucky has shot makers. That is the biggest thing about this roster. Sure. There's some flaws right now, the front court, what happens behind Oscar Shibway? Damian Collins got a lot of minutes last night, made a big impact. You want to continue to see that moving forward. I think he's going to be able to have success in this non-conference schedule at Rupp Arena against some of these teams. But you want to see that confidence build and maybe develop there. Lance Ware, you know, out with an injury. Jacob Toppin, I said, out with an injury. So there's opportunities there. But when it comes to the backcourt, making shots is just a, a significant difference than what they had last year. They had shot takers last year. They got shot makers this year. And they have a wide collection of shot makers. They have so many different guys that can hurt you in that category, and uh, I, I really like what this team, the, the makeup of it. The I, I think last night was really encouraging for the fan base because they got to see a number of guys play well, and I think that's the biggest takeaway 
in addition to the way that they were all kind of just able to bounce back from the loss Tuesday night is you had so many guys contribute to the win. A lot of feel-good stuff last night. Damian Collins making his performance, Kellen Grady getting going. Uh, just, just a lot of good from that game at Rupp Arena. The things that Kentucky missed out on a year ago, they're going to get the benefit of that now for the next month. This home non-conference schedule, the one that fans hate, they need it. Like, these teams need that stretch of games. I think it was just so devastating that they didn't get that stretch last year. Not saying that team would have ended up being very good because it just did not have the guard play to be very good a year ago, but they still would have been better than what they were if they'd have had that stretch to kind of work on some things, kind of find their identity. And I think that you're going to see this Kentucky team find its identity over the next few weeks and figure out who is who and who are their guys and how they want to play. What do they want to do in the post? What do they want to do with post touches? What do they want to do? Uh, do they want to take more threes? I, I think that this is a team, John Calipari said last night, we're not going to hit 12 threes every single night. Well, no, probably not. But he also said we're going to have nights where we hit three or four. No. This team is not. I'm willing to bet right now that there will not be a night that this team hits fewer than, than six threes. And six to me is low. Like, I consistently think that this team is going to be a team that hits eight, nine, ten, eleven threes a game. I, that, I just think they're going to take enough. I think they have enough that – that they're going to – not everybody's going to be cold on the same night. There's no way Kellen Grady, C.J. Frederick when he's healthy, Dante Allen, Ty-Ty Washington, Davion Mintz, all these guys, there's no way they're all cold on the same night. I just don't see it being possible. One guy's going to be hot. Probably most nights at least two are going to be hot, and that's the beauty of depth. That's the beauty of the talent at the depth that they have. Uh, so a really good game for Kentucky. Bryce Hopkins got those 12 minutes as well. That's another guy that I know John Calipari wants to work in there as well and see what happens. Lance Ware tried to give it a go, wasn't able to play with that injury. Tata Washington will continue to get better and better as this season goes along. I, I just think that there's a lot to like about this Kentucky team. I know Derek and I talked earlier this week on the mailbag about some issues and some concerns, and there are some concerns there. But I think when you watch college basketball over the next month, I think Kentucky's going to be consistently one of the top 10 teams in the country. I think that they're, they have the talent. They have the veteran leadership. They have all the pieces to have a very good year. And uh, I do think that this is going to be a good basketball team that will just continue to improve throughout this non-conference schedule. And, and we'll find out uh, what kind of run do they go on here? What, how much better are they when they go to Notre Dame here in about a month? And then Ohio State and Louisville there in the non-conference schedule. Louisville lost last night to Furman. So, uh, really not sure what to make of a lot of these teams. But I think Kentucky is going to find that identity. I think it was good to see them get to the century mark last night, put up some points. A really fun, exciting game at Rupp Arena. Uh, it's, it's always fun when points are being scored. So, I, I really like what this team's doing. And uh, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Kentucky will be back in action uh, Tuesday night at Rupp Arena, and then again on Friday night. So this home stretch of Friday night games and then uh, midweek games at Rupp Arena will continue all the way through, I think, the first or second week of December. Uh, but Kentucky basketball season's here. Hopefully you stay locked in on this podcast. Uh, Derek and I will be back for some post-game Kentucky Vanderbilt football coverage. And then moving to next week, we'll answer your Kentucky basketball recruiting questions for the mailbag. And then we'll also do some more mailbag stuff with uh, the roster and things as the, as the season moves along. Stay tuned. Stay locked in. Leave us a five-star rating. Subscribe if you have not. As always, the show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. you got three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.